0: (laughs) Hello. My name's Sophie. I'm Megan. And uh, we really really like movies. This is our second uh, podcast we have for you but uh sorry it's been delayed we've been under a, a gross amount of stress what with a levels and stuff
1: well we've actually also been really busy doing the Brighton fringe what we've like actually been you know snatching awards for and stuff yes we've recently won the pebble trust award which is an international touring bursary we have two thousand
0: five hundred packs.
1: So, we might be like coming to a city near you. So, watch out on our social media. Like, you can follow us yes. on Facebook slash We Really, really Like, like Movies, Movies, Instagram slash We, we really really Like, like, like Movies. Movies, and Twitter at Cinebra. So, um, but moving on with the podcast, this month we went to see the new film what's Wonder by Woman. Thank you, Sophie. Um, it's Wonder Woman, what was directed by Patty Jenkins. And so, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yes. Obviously in terms of the original with uh, Linda Carter, well I say the original, I never actually read any of the graphic novels. I find them quite hard to follow as a medium of literature.
1: Honestly, I haven't read any of them either, but I did watch some of the old Linda Carter series as
0: well. It was so good. And I thought my problem with superhero movies, and always has been the problem, is that uh, they are meant to be sort of defragmented from our reality, and I'm seeing a lot of superhero movies, particularly with the Batman reboot. Um, They've just tried to make them more serious and real and gritty. And uh, this, uh, you know, kind of, from the trailers, we didn't do too much research because we didn't want to spoil the experience. Um, But I felt that this would be the same. So um, Sophie was actually kind of reluctant to see this one.
1: Um, It's because
0: I just really love Linda Carter and I didn't want to see her. Did you know that Linda Carter, not to be confused with EastEnders' Linda Carter, was in fact uh, the original television Wonder Woman after she was crowned Miss World uh, America in 1972? Yeah,
1: for me, Linda Carter really is like kind of icon of superhero kind of pop culture.
0: It's the costume. Yeah. And the, and the standing in a, well, she didn't always stand in a um, uh, telephone booth to get changed and stuff. She did it in many places, but that was another campy device and her little, well, the famous crossed arm thing. I find it really interesting that I
1: would consider her the most iconic female superhero I
0: completely agree I mean her name is Wonder Woman.
1: Woman It's taken her this long to kind of get a big screen feature and it's been like a long time coming because obviously you've had like 600 Superman films loads of Batman Too many
0: Spider-Mans
1: Yeah but in, like, in terms of just like the DC Universe like it's taken for this kind of reboot for her to come to fruition Yeah exactly And um, She had her first appearance in um, was it Batman vs Superman I believe But I didn't actually watch that one. No,
0: I didn't either. Yeah, but
1: like I was saying, she hasn't had a big screen debut, and it's been quite queer to me because, like, with all the kind of um, big screen superhero flicks over the years, Wonder Woman just hasn't quite come to that. But finally, here she is with Gal Gadot in the um, title role as Diana slash Wonder Woman.
0: can, but can we just talk about... So not only is Patty Jenkins a brilliant name for a director, um, yes, I think it was uh, good that a female bags this directorial role because you could really see uh, the sort of female focus and female eye driven throughout this piece. And there's no male gaze, not for one second, which is also very good, particularly of a superhero movie. Yeah, I completely agree. There would have been a certain worry
1: with... Kind of um, I think if it had been done by a different director, it could have gone in a completely different direction. But since it's such a kind of female-driven film, even from the team behind it,
0: it's really pulled off completely well. I don't know if it was her debut film; however, she did direct the two thousand and three uh, Eileen Wuornos biopic Monster with Charlie Saron and Christina Ricci. That that is her um directorial debut. Yes. Oh. I
1: haven't actually seen that one, but I've heard lots of good things. So, obviously, this film is directed by Patty Jenkins. And, like we said, starring Gal Gadot. And I haven't actually seen her in a film. What else has she been in? Well,
0: um, I'll tell you. She was actually... Uh, she's led an international campaign as a model for Miss 60. Uh, and, Captain uh, Morgan Rum. Oh, she was uh, Gucci fragrances, Vine Vera skincare. And Jaguar
1: cars. She's also the face of Gucci... Why are we saying
0: this? Um, uh, in 2008, she starred in Israeli drama, *Boobot*.
1: Bot. I'm, I'm not sure this is relevant. She
0: was in Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious 6, Fast Furious and
1: 7. So basically, she's been in lots of car things, but this is obviously one that's really good. She she won Miss Israel in She won
0: Miss Israel in 2004, which is a really nice nod, if I may say so to Linda Carter. Yeah, absolutely. I never, I never so another that. prior Miss Pageant competitor who's also been in this role. And did you know she trained for nine months for the role Good of Wonder girl. Woman?
1: Um, it's, it's been an interesting kind of casting journey because the film's been in kind of pre-production for a long time. I think it was 2005. They were thinking about casting Angelina Jolie. Eva Green's also been... Um, Sarah a, a Michelle Gellar
0: was also rumoured. Really?
1: Yes, yes. Oh, but um, the Patty Jenkins actually didn't think Gal Gadot would be a very good Wonder Woman. But then she started paying attention to her. She said, and um, she kind of realized that she would actually be perfect. And I have to agree, she was like really good. Um, obviously, it's a really kind of different flavor to the um old television show because obviously it's a different period of time, and she's I don't know all, all that was very camp, and this is sort of like bringing it to a kind of obviously a modern audience and. It's, um
0: and also is very in touch with the times, and as as a um Israeli actress as well,
1: especially in such like a prestigious title role in like a massive. Yeah, very westernized film. as yeah, well.
0: Absolutely. So the movie, yeah, I had no idea where it was going to go. Um, I dare say it had a kind of Hercules esque beginning. Well, it
1: started out with her in was it in, Amazonia. The, in the Louvre.
0: Oh, wow. yes, that was it. So it's present day. We're seeing her clack about the Louvre. And, and uh,
1: like, the, the, like ten seconds into the screen, a Wayne Enterprises van pulls up, which is obviously a nice nod to any sort of DC fan. So you're like, oh. And then um, they bring her this little thing, which is a photograph of, like, looks like kind of 40s war kind of thing. And then it's like, I hope you tell me your story sometime. Lots of love, Bruce. And then so she's like...
0: XOXO. Hey, yeah.
1: And so then she starts thinking about the story and it goes back to the very beginning when she was a child. And I believe this is the first time Wonder Woman has been seen on screen as a child. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But, and they were, what's the place called
0: where they live? Oh, Famous
1: And that is a hidden island which is home to the Amazon race of warrior women. What was created by Zeus to protect humankind. And, Wonder, uh, sorry, Diana's mother, she tells her, um, the story about how she was, I mean, about there was like a big war when Ares, he like... The god of war. Yeah, who was Zeus' son. He killed all the gods and stuff. And then, but Zeus like stopped him and he made like this big thing. Oh, I can't explain. It says, but Zeus managed to like stop him even after he killed all the gods and he's put him away for a long time. But he put all the Amazons on Earth to like protect the people who were from the... Yes, and they, were, they were sort there.
0: of saved as a jail, you know, out of out free card. Like, should things get really bad, they will be there to sort things out. And they were left with a secret weapon yes. in order to defeat Ares. What they call the god killer, what's like the sword that you can kill gods with. Or so they
1: think. Um, so, you you see, like, the... um. This island, what's full of these Amazon women? What are all these, like, strong women who are all training to fight and stuff? So that's kind of even really cool, just, like, from the get-go. Like, they're all just obviously really, like, strong and fighting and training and stuff, just in case bad stuff happens. And really
0: functional and determined and strong-willed. Yeah,
1: there are, like, no men on the island, which is, like, super fab. And Diana's mum says, I moulded you from clay and brought you to life because you're the only thing that I wanted was a child. And so, um his her mum is called Queen Hippolyta and she is Queen of the Amazons. Um Hippolyta's sister is called Antiope. Antiope? Antiope? And, she, and she's like the Queen of the Well, not the Queen, so she's like she's like the best warrior the world's ever seen.
0: There seems to be a clear interest from Diana's um end that she wants a lot more from her existence. And she goes and watches all of the gals train and fight and stuff, and she's there up on the sort of mezzanine of the fighting area um, copying all of their moves and stuff until she's, you know, noticed by Antiope. Um All she wants to do is fight, but her mum doesn't let her because she wants to, like, keep her safe.
1: Yes. But then some of the other people are like, you've got to let her do it because she, like, needs to learn how to protect
0: herself, but mum's like, Look, just now. And, you know, spoiler alert. um, Yes, it's clear that she's saving um, Diana from her fate. In a positive way.
1: But time goes on. Diana keeps training with Antiope, and um, she gets older and stronger. And eventually mum kind of succumbs and she says, like, train her harder than you've ever trained anybody before. Yeah, if
0: you're going to do it, do it
1: properly. And so she does. And so Diana gets, like, really strong. And then...
0: And then doesn't she, like... Beat the living daylights out of everyone in one effortless flick, and oh, then yeah. does for the first time. It was an
1: accident with like her cufflink thing.
0: Yeah, she didn't mean to do it, and then she's like, "Oh, oh goodness!" and then she runs away because she's embarrassed. Um, but from
1: this secret protected island, we see <gasps> something coming in from the sky
0: which could only be recognised as a World War II plane. And it is a Nazi plane that's being driven, which, you know, makes you like, oh, what's gonna happen? But obviously she doesn't know what a Nazi is, nor what a plane is, so she, you know, sees it crash into the sea, and she sees that a man is in said plane, and so she does a big old dive and goes to save him. Oh, that was such a lovely shot where he's drowning under the water oh, going yeah, blah, blah blah blah, 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 blah. And then the you see her land life. on the rest of the plane. She's just looking down like, what's that? And um, she saves
1: him, and it is, of course, yeah. uh, Chris Pine. Is it Chris Pine? Is that his name? It is Chris Pine. You're right, Sophie. Yeah. Um, And he played Captain Steve Trevor, and um, we find out that he's an American pilot who is like... um. Actually, just do it. Being a spy for the German people, and so she brings him back. Well, to the no, sh-
0: against the German people.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. And she says so she swims him back to shore. And she's like, "Oh my god, you're a man. I've never met a man before." But then all the other Amazons come and they're like, "Diana, what the fuck?" Because- and then
0: out of nowhere, it cuts scenes to a very, very foggy um sea. Uh, sort of scene and there's a boat and there's lots of very very angry confused Germans being like where did he go and one sort of leans a bit too far forward into the fog and he can see through it and he can see the island and he's like let's go this way without even questioning it and so they all go through and uh, yes so births uh, our first epic fight scene um, in which many are lost. It's very sad, actually, because obviously these these um,
1: Amazons have been like... They weren't this...
0: expecting it. Now
1: they've been in this bubble for, well, obviously years and years and years. and They're up against guns. Exactly, like, they don't know what guns are, but they've got all their bows and arrows and stuff, and it's actually a pretty tight fight, but they lose, like, a lot of women, and um, it's really sad because then um, the warrior woman and she gets, like, shot, saving Diana's life,
0: it's like a, a classic run of the mill no moment, um, and we all know it was going to happen from the moment that she clock. You see them clock the gun, and she's like no, and then she gets shot, and she's like, "Auntie, no!" Yeah, so everyone's
1: really sad, and they're all like really mad at Captain Steve because he's like a man as well, but Dana's like, "No, don't hurt him." He's actually really nice. And then they're like, So
0: what do you do in that sort of situation where someone comes into your house with a load of Germans, you tie them up in a truth-telling golden rope and get some answers?
1: I was really wondering whether they were going to, like... Obviously, it's a really important, important, important part of the Wonder Woman mythology, the, like, um, the lasso that makes you tell the truth. And I thought, are they going to put this in the film? Because, like, in the TV show, it was really kind of jokes because she just, like, throws it around people and she's like... Yeah, and it was just so,
0: sort of like yeah.
1: But I'm really glad they did. I think thought the way they did it was really well. They're really well done. Yeah, it like, didn't
0: have these weird sort of Bondagey, Dommy connotations that it did in the TV show. I mean, it was in the seventies. It was quite full of double entendre. So
1: it was like it was a lovely kind of gold rope, and then sparkly, and it just like she wrapped it around and stuff, and then made them tell the truth.
0: So Steve told them the I truth. I bet she's so good at pie. Yeah, but she's really good. They're in the weird little sort of council room, which is oh, the art direction for uh, the island is is lovely. Oh yes, he has a little, or is that after no, that's when then. he scrubs up and he's what? in he's in the little sparkly pool. Oh, that's that's a bit after. Okay, and they,
1: they ask him the question with the truth suit, and um, he, then he tells him a little backstory about when he was being a spy in Germany, and so and they, they're
0: like, "What is a Germans?" And he has to explain briefly what's going on in World War II and they don't fully understand it. But, well, the conclusion they jump to is like, oh, it's Aries." Oh, no.
1: Yeah. Um, and he tells a story about while he was doing, like, some spy work. And then he, fin- he found out that this woman who's called, like, Dr. Isabel Maru, but they call her Dr. Poison for a nickname. And she's, like, a Spanish chief chemist who's associated with General Ludendorff. Who is like who they think Aries is, and um they she's like really good at poison and stuff, and he sees her like doing all these poison things that can even get through gas masks and stuff. And he sees a book on the table and he thinks, I've gotta like take this away, otherwise like loads of bad stuff will happen. So he like takes it away and he flies away, and then that's why everyone was chasing him. But he's got the book and he's taken back to England. Otherwise. And now he's
0: just caught up on this island with a load of, you know, warrior women who have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And it becomes apparent, and the Queen is still slightly in denial by this point, but then um, Chris goes for a little swim in his little pool, his little special healing pool, um, and he asks Wonder Woman a few questions like, oh, what's with this pool, what's with this island, what's going on? And she just comes back at him with, are you an average man? And then there's a lovely little penis joke there. She's like, what's that? And he's like, oh, um, and she's actually not pointing at the penis. She's pointing at the book and all of that. Oh, no, the watch. Yeah. The yeah. watch, which is, and oh, when, oh, when um, so. uh, yeah, he um, says, oh, it tells you the time, when to eat, when to sleep, when to do this. And she was like, you let that thing tell you what to do, which I thought was quite poignant.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because obviously she's from such a kind of different place, what's totally out of society, the kind of way she sees stuff. It puts things into perspective a little bit, like just in terms of like how weird the world
0: is. Oh, absolutely, which follows on nicely. They go to escape the island, but the Queen comes along and they're like, oh shit, we're not going to be able to escape properly. Um, and then she bids farewell she says you are my greatest love and holds her face like you know what am i missing something well
1: i I just think we should note that um before the 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 leader of the warriors died she said to diana you need to go and get the god killer so she went and got it um but
0: oh yes she stole all the gear yeah
1: so she also had a chat i mean the queen had a chat with Somebody, and she was like, do we think we should tell Diana how she was really made and stuff? And they were like, no. because The less she knows,
0: the quicker he will find her. Yeah,
1: so we're like, oh, what's going on? Um, So then, yeah, so then it's a bit of a sad goodbye. And she's like, you are my greatest love, and but now that you're leaving, it's my greatest sorrow.
0: But just lets go of her face so quickly and turns away and walks away. I mean, obviously you'd be upset, but it's almost like that but I'm really disappointed, sort of. I think she but she just, has to do what she's got to
1: do. I think she was just really sad because she was like her daughter and stuff and she might not see her again. She'd actually say to her, like, you, you may might never not be able come to come back. back. Yeah. And she was like, I know, but I have to help these people. She has like a real sense of duty. And obviously, I think even from a child, she's known that she's got this kind of duty coming because she's always been really like preparing and, you know, just obviously being really like... Her I mind know.
0: has always been elsewhere. Yeah. So that leads on to them magically... Oh, yes, they have, like, an awkward moment on the boat. He's like, are we sailing in this? She's like, uh, yeah. Don't you know how to sail? And uh, they sail, and he goes to go and sleep somewhere else. He's like, oh, I, uh, I wouldn't sleep with a woman outside of marriage. And she's like, what's that? And then he says, oh, it binds you with uh, love till death do you part... And she was like, people do that? And he was like, not always. And was like, Then why do they do it? Uh, which is also a very good comment on everything from a uh, perspective. And for something that's meant to be set in the late 40s, I think is hilarious. Um, yes, and she sort of persuades him, just like, don't be silly. Like, just come and sleep next to me. It's fine. She's not phased. And then he's getting all awkward, being like, oh, but, ooh, this might happen. Do you not know what this is? She's like, yes, I know what sex is. I just don't care. Yeah. Which is also really good.
1: She, she said that, <laughs> she, she read these books, what said that men were really good for reproduction, but And that for was pleasure. about it, yeah. So that was kind of cool, because it's just like obviously saying... Wonder Woman! Yeah. Um... So they go to sleep and then they wake up and they get they're like going into this really grey London and he's like, Here we are, London, and then she's like,
0: We hitched a ride on the way, and some miserable old steamboat Willie is pulling them on.
1: And then she's like, This place is horrible.
0: <laughs> and then they get into the street and she's, you know, got her cape open. He's like, No, you have to cover up. And he she's looking around. So since she's like a bit like
1: naked and well, she's not even naked, she's just like wearing her armour underneath her thing. He takes to this clothes shop where he meets her secretary and she's, like, really Who
0: is great, may I add? Lucy Davis.
1: As Etta Candy.
0: Well, she was in The Office. She was also in Shaun of the Dead. But, yes, um, Um, brilliantly played. Um, She's so cute.
1: Yeah, um, it was really funny, like, her little entrance and stuff because... Uh, Diana's like, what is a secretary? And she's like, oh, you know, I, I just do everything he tells me to. I do this for him, I do this for him. And then Diana says, where I come from, we call that slavery.
0: And uh, she pipes up going, I like her.
1: So then she goes on and try some clothes and she tries on all these like really cumbersome things. And she's like, how do women fight in this?
0: And she's constantly like up on the plinth in front of all the mirrors, like trying to do fighting manoeuvres and everyone's looking at her funny. Like, she's crazy. Um, But then they uh, eventually find a um, long coat and uh, a hat, and she tops it off with her own edge with some little glasses. Which is a really nice nod to the
1: 70s version, because um, Diana in that, part of her disguise was glasses. Yes. So when that came on, I was like... But they didn't last too long, which was, it was nice. Yeah, it was just kind of a nice note to the older times.
0: Also, there's a nice parallel with Clark Kent there. Superman, Wonder Woman, also also in uh, blue and red and gold. So um, she gets fully kitted out and... uh, one bit that I couldn't stop chuckling about was when she just steps out the shop and she's brandishing her sword and shield. She's like, "Right, let's find Ares," and he's like, "Put the sword down."
1: Yeah, she keeps saying like, "You promised to take me to the war," and he's like, "No, well, actually, Diana, we the got, war is this. everywhere." Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't quite get that yet, but um, just seeing her being in this like big new world that she didn't know about is really cool because she just has this really good sense of like um. Just being, like, a good person, I guess. Where a lot of people, uh, because of society's ways they are, like, just having to not say what exactly they think when she always says exactly what
0: she thinks. And then shortly after that, um, there's a little squabble between uh, her and the captain and uh, eventually they cotton on to someone who's following them.
1: Oh, yeah, because he's got the book from Dr Poison.
0: Yes. So he's, uh, you know... He's a hot cake that everyone wants a piece of right now. And they go down an alleyway and then a gun comes out and they're like, I think you've got something that you need to take, give it back to us. And uh, Diana's not having any of it and she shields a bullet away, which is a really nice nod to a a very similar shot from uh, Superman in 1978, where Superman shields a bullet from Lois Lane.
1: Um, Because obviously it's the... Gender roles swapped around. Is Absolutely, really, it's re, it's really
0: nice for. There's a lot of yes.
1: Yeah, and it, in this scene, there's also um a bit where Diana uses her arm to deflect a bullet, and that's like a nod to Rosie the Riveter poster, which is obviously a really iconic kind of. Forties, you know, the we can do we it. We can do it. Where she's got her arm like that, and that's. It was just a really cool nod to, like, obviously something really iconic and feminist of the time.
0: Yes, so that happens, and um, Chris is sort of cottoning on again to uh, Diana's ability as a fighter. Ah, yes. So um, he has to go and drop off the book first. Yeah, so they take it to, like, this board meeting
1: of men, and they're all, like, in this... What are they in like, a court or something? Yeah,
0: it's like It looks, you know... Official.
1: And he's like, Diana, stay outside. But she doesn't, she comes in, and then like everyone kind of stops, because they're like, oh my God, what's a woman doing in here? No. David Thoulis. Thoulis. Uh,
0: we um, get introduced to, who people may know. Well, I know him from Harry Potter. Yeah, of course you do, Sophie. He was also in Boy in the Striped Pyjamas, The Theory of Everything. Uh, he was also King Duncan in Macbeth. Uh, uh, Not
1: to mention he's in Black Beauty.
0: Oh, yes, he was also in James and the Giant Peach as well.
1: So he's been in loads of stuff, and in this film he played a character... Sir of... Patrick
0: Morgan.
1: Yes. um,
0: It was a sort of invalid old man um, of the time. He had a cane. There was something Churchill-esque about him, but not too much. And this board meeting of all of these old... um balding mostly overweight men all deciding the fate of the country which is a uh, well nothing's really changed at all there has it so um diana ends up
1: going to this like meeting thing about this book and then the and then well, they're all just driven out. It's like, why is a woman in here? I was talking about the next bit, but I oh. can't remember. Is that, is that, is, that right, is that the right place?
0: Well, yeah, the meeting, and then they have to quickly leave after he's delivered the book, and then she's like, "Right, let's go to Aries." No,
1: but the the bit where she gets really angry when he's saying, "Let's."
0: Oh yes, she does. She pipes up. She pipes up, and um, basically calls them all cowards. Which is
1: because uh, they like won't help out when Steve's got this proof that loads of people are gonna die, but they won't really do anything about it. So she gets really angry because they're like all these innocent people, and then they go outside and like she's just really mad. And then she's like, "I've got to go," and he's like, "Okay, I'll help you, but we need more people." So they go to the pub and they like find some people who can help.
0: Yes, and that so begins the recruitment, and they bump into a Scottish man. Who's called... Charlie. And he was played by and Brenner. And also... Um, Samir. Samir, a French-Moroccan con artist and secret agent who he, uh, has a love of acting. And he was played by Saeed Tagmaui. And I think they're, they're
1: the only people I get from the pub, aren't they? But while they were there, like he says, uh, can you come and help me do this? But then they're like, no, because you're not going to pay us. And then, But the man... What's he called? Patrick Morgan. Yes, he
0: turns up and then they're like, oh no, game over. And he's like, I'm not here to stop you doing anything. I'm here to help you. And so, so yes, they are all encouraged to go on with the plans. And so first stop is Belgium, I believe, isn't it? Yes, and they make a new friend there as well. Yes, the Native American man who's a...
1: Played by Eugene Brave Rock and the character was called Chief. He's a Native American smuggler who trades with both sides of the war and knows how to get people across the front lines.
0: Yes, and um, their little introduction to each other, and uh, Diana's trying to understand how everyone knows each other, and um, she asks him, why don't you get involved with the war? And he's like, oh, no, I've seen enough war, thank you. Uh, and she's like, oh, who took your freedom? And then he points at um, Steve and says he did. Which, you know, in historical terms is correct, um, which is sad. And throughout all of this, we're seeing um, Diana's slow, um, disheartened
1: viewpoint on... Humankind. Yes. It's important to note that her mother said when she was leaving that the world of man, they don't deserve you or something like that. Because, like, And Diana, I think this plays on her mind quite a lot because um, you can see her just kind of losing faith in kind of the human people as they see, like... Just, just
0: how horrible they are. Yeah. And so they sleep up, and then they have to go through a war-torn um, sort of back country ends of Belgium to get to where they need to be to uh, reclaim this um, war-ridden, imprisoned village.
1: No, that's that's not what happened. Um, oh. Because they, they keep... They keep walking past people who are, like, hurt and stuff. And Diana's like, oh, no. Steve, we have to help them. And she, and he's like, no, we, there's too many people. We, there's not enough time. And she talks to this lady who has a child. And she's like... Um, oh, yeah, they're in the trench. Uh, the, she's like, they're in the village, but they're all being, like, held as slaves. And they can't get, like, across the trench because it's no man's land or something. But Diana's like, look, Steve, I have to go. And then she does, and she starts walking across, and they start
0: shooting. This at is her. her first reveal. She whips oh my it God, all yeah. off, and it was so good. It was so. I, we all started no bad land in my favorite blue, and red armor, and, and I, I feel fabulous. fabulous.
1: And then I think we all started clicking in the cinema at this point. It was really cool, and um. Then she says she's walking across and they're shooting at her, but she's like deflecting them with her. She like is not thing. bothered. She, she, What are they called? Like, is it gauntlets? Or is yes, it, they yeah.
0: are techni- well, they're like wrist gauntlets. Yeah, because a gauntlet is a full glove, but they're like. Um, I'm gonna say, what's, what's this? A forearm shield. Basically,
1: like a metal fingerless glove. <laughs> um, so she's like deflecting. Um, she's deflecting the bullets with that. And then everyone's like, what the fuck? But she, like, keeps doing it. And then she gets across and the, the boys get across Basically as well. Eventually
0: kicks the absolute life out of everyone. She does have a little bit of a struggle when she's taking all the hits because they get out a good old Gatlin machine gun and she's just sort of stuck for a moment having to take all the bullets. But, but she's that... got
1: a shield as well, so she's okay.
0: Yeah, and that gives everyone else a cue to run in and help and as she's taking all the fire.
1: Yeah, there's a really cool bit when she actually gets up there and she like destroys the gun machine with her shield. She just and that smacks
0: was, it in yeah. one full swoop. That was
1: just really cool.
0: And she literally and they're all fleeing, going, Oh goodness a woman, how scary And then, cut a long story short she saves the village and stuff. And everyone's really happy and they have celebratory drinks. And, and pe- people are like dancing and stuff. And then the captain teaches her how to dance. And this is the first interjection of the romantic subplot, you well, know, at a level. Well,
1: like he's saying, do you guys dance where you come from? And she was like, yes, we dance.
0: This, this is, is not dancing.
1: Yeah. It's, but then he teaches her, because I have to go to this big party tomorrow. What's in?
0: Like, yes, undercover. Yeah.
1: And then it starts to get a bit romantic. Like, you can see them sort of starting to get feelings for each other. And you can see the other characters opening up a bit too. Like, the Scottish man starts to do some singing. And they, and uh, they
0: stay somewhere. And they wish each other good and Well,
1: I'm not sure that's what happened, Fabie. I think they might have, you know.
0: Oh, no. that like He goes in with them. Her. Who? Do you remember?
1: Yeah.
0: And then the light's still on and you're like, oh. Oh.
1: So that was really nice, and they're having a really nice time, and they're obviously like really into each other and stuff. And um,
0: I fully uh... trust him as well. Yeah, this... he doesn't seem douchey. I think he fully realizes how out of his depth he is. Yeah, and I feel like he's very gracious and gentlemanly.
1: I hate to say it, but I, I often find him really difficult to like. Difficult to like him in films, but I actually really like him
0: in this one. I agree. And the next day. They have to um, infiltrate this party, and they say, "Diana, you can't come with because you will
1: too, blow our cover. You're far too distracting in that outfit what you're wearing." So she's like, hmm. "Okay." And
0: so, um, and then she sees Samir this- and uh, the captain. They uh, have uniform, and they steal a car very quickly with the help with the help of Chief. They steal a car and get in the queue to the party and make this little scene where, like, oh, you forgot my ticket. And uh, Samir is very apologetic. And because there's a queue of people waiting to get in, the guard just lets them in. Uh, meanwhile, we see Diana distract a drunk German woman um, who's trying to see all of the fuss. And just welcomes her into a bush
1: she's wearing this gorgeous blue dress and the next thing we see is diana at the party in the gorgeous blue dress this is also a nice nod because um one of the episodes of the television show linda carter wore a dress what was like practically the same so it was just uh, a nice kind of um little nod you know
0: and then um lo and behold uh, the captain is trying to talk up Well, trying to um, woo the doctor ever so slightly of information, but she's not having any of it.
1: We haven't really said anything about her. We should note that she wears like this creepy as fuck mask.
0: It's it's a lot. I'm avoiding talking about it because she made me feel nothing but uncomfortable.
1: It's kind of like an anti-Phantom of the Opera. Like if you imagine where his mask is, but then you flip it down to the other side of the face. It like covers the nose, yeah, the 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 side of the
0: mouth, and it's got like oh and you just don't want to know what's underneath it. And I feel like my mind was making it look a lot worse than what it actually was.
1: Yeah, and obviously she's really good at poison and stuff, so she's, like, concocted... Clearly burnt
0: herself, yeah. you know, in the face. And I
1: don't know if we mentioned, but she's just concocted this, like, amazing poison that it's, could, like, really wipe people out.
0: Oh, yes, it burns through gas masks, and it's this...
1: Oh, my God, sorry. We should mention that scene that happened before with her and the man, what was he called? General Ludendorff. There's this scene where they try out the poison on this bunch of people and they throw it in to the room and to, like, fuck them all up. But but then they throw in a gas mask as well. Yeah,
0: they say, say, um, oh, we're going to continue with the war. And all of these guys are just like, it's over. We're going to lose. And they're like, ah, ah, ah.
1: So they throw in the, the poison and they throw in a gas mask and then the doctor's like, that gas mask won't help them. And then he's like, I know but they don't know that. And you're like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. Do you know what I mean?
0: It's a very, very cruel joke.
1: Diana says that um once Ares is defeated, that people will stop being so mean to each other because he, like, influences them and stuff. So we're all kind of hoping that General Ludendorff, um, Ares, once she kills him, then everything will be OK. And so she sees him at the party. and um She's going to do it.
0: And but she... it's obviously quite heated because she shouldn't do it. Yeah, you, you,
1: you see, like, the shot of behind her dress and her sword is just, like, in the back of her dress.
0: And it's, yeah, she, I love that she's tried to cover it up as some sort of ornate part of her dress when it's quite clearly a sword. But I guess in the 40s, no one really carried a sword for a laugh.
1: No. Um,
0: well, they might have done for a laugh.
1: And so he actually, like, comes and dances with her and stuff. I can't remember what he says. Do
0: you? Oh, no, I don't. It was something... Um, it had horrible parallels with um, her and the captain's dance, which made her feel uncomfortable. And then he just sort of went away. And she goes to do it, but then Chris is like, no.
1: Not Chris, Steve.
0: Steve, the captain. Yeah, and
1: she's like, what are you doing? I had to kill him. And he's like, what, is she, what if he's not Aries?" And then she's like, you don't believe me? And then he's like, "Yeah." And so...
0: Oh, yeah, we oh. may also add that... Among the, the group, some believe and some don't. But they're rolling with it anyway. Yeah, and
1: Steve's never mentioned whether he believes it or not. So he's, I think it's kind of on the fence.
0: Yes. And then they see all of these um, chairs that are lined up and they're going to do a demo of the gas. And Wonder Woman's like, oh no! And so she has to flee the party very quickly to, to stop it all happening. But they've already set it off by this point. And then she arrives back at the village.
1: Oh, yeah. And Um, everyone's
0: dead, and she's upset. And it's... And she's
1: so mad at Steve, because she was like, I could have stopped this, but you stopped me from stopping this. It was, like, really devastated. And then she... um, Yeah, so she's really gutted. And then she she goes to find the general, because the chief has followed him. He made, like, these smoke signals. And Steve was like, he made the smoke signals, go and find them. So she does.
0: Um... Yes, the uh, Doctor Poison has managed to make a uh, not a a a gas that actually benefits, as opposed to uh, um, kills people. I guess, and she offers this to um, uh, uh, General Eric Ludendorff, and uh, it actually makes him stronger. It makes his face all metallic and glowy.
1: He, like, has a little sniff every now and then. It makes him, like, really strong.
0: But he has to keep topping it up. It's not a permanent fixture. I guess to put
1: it into context, it's kind of like Poppers for the old ages. Wow. He was actually... General Ludendorff was actually a real general, but not in World War Two. actually, in World War One. It's kind of a nice little historical nod.
0: We are now approaching um our final act um, within the narrative. So this is the great struggle, the run, the... Build up that, oh no, will they, won't they stop all of this gas? And they get to the airfield where the general is and Dr Poison and they see just how big this operation is. It's all a bit much and they're seeing all of these little trailers go out of the, um, what do you call those? It's not a warehouse. Well, let's call them warehouses. Yeah. Um, and you can see the scale of how many people that they you know, are going to annihilate. And, um, yeah,
1: loads. Um, but she sees General Ludendorff up in a, one of those tall the things, Watchtower. And she goes up there and I can't remember for the life
0: of me what she says. She has like a, a dramatic sort of, you are Ares and I am Diana of the island that we cannot pronounce properly and I will kill you and end this war. Yes, and yeah, I report, They yeah. they have this, you know, half dramatic fight. He takes, he takes, totally so, he
1: takes is, some, he yeah. takes some more of his strong poppers, and then um, the, yeah, they have the really good fight, and then well, it's not that good actually. It's kind of like kind of not that good, but um, she gets him on the roof, and then she like stabs him, and you're like, wow, that was anticlimactic. But and I like and
0: she's <laughs> like, hi, it's all over, good, but it's not
1: because then she sees everyone still being horrible. And Steve comes and she's like, why are they all still hurting each other? What's going on? And he's like, maybe that wasn't Aries. And she was like, no, that's this is what's going on. And then I started to think, like, oh, my God, is it like Dr. Poison? Are they going to have this like fab I would fight? have
0: loved that.
1: Yeah, I, that's, that's what I was kind of thinking. I was like, oh, my God, is it going to be like woman against woman kind of big, strong kind of female fight? And that would have been really cool.
0: Meanwhile... It's interesting to note that Captain and uh, Co have cottoned on to uh, the plan and all of these gas canisters in this massive chrome aeroplane are heading for London. Yeah. So the stakes are high. And he says, even if we blow up this place, everything within a 50-mile radius will be affected. And you're like, oh, and then, out of nowhere... Who should turn up but Patrick Morgan. And he does his classic villain monologue like, Ha, 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 you are all stupid, um, it's all going to happen, I win.
1: And she's like, it's you, you're Aries." And he's like, yeah, ah. yeah, but it's not like what you think. And, then he, and is- he
0: keeps disappearing and reappearing and she can't get to him. And they're going to have this fight, but then things just sort of escalate. And doesn't she doesn't she make the first move? Yeah, no. she goes to stab him with the sword, and it crumbles. And we're like, not the god killer. And then, but then he's like, it
1: wasn't the god killer. The god killer is you. And she's like, what? Oh. Because then he explains that she's the daughter of Zeus and the Queen of the Amazons, and it's only a god what can kill another god, and that's why she's a god killer. And that's the secret that the Queen of the Amazons is keeping from her.
0: And now she knows, so now she has to not only digest this information very, very quickly, but also own up to it and save the day.
1: So it turns out Ares actually kind of really wants to be friends with Diana. Like he's saying, look. If we destroy all the world, then we can make it really nice again.
0: Look at all these stupid people. They are stupid. We don't need them. We can live in paradise once more without these stupid people. He had a really big problem with humankind, just in general. Yeah, And he also makes the point that um, humans... He is not the god of war. He does not initiate war.
1: He gives people ideas, but then he does... They do...
0: They do it themselves. He's... The devil on everyone's violent shoulder.
1: Yes, yeah, so you know, like, when you get, like, a bad idea. It's him. It, yeah, it's Ares. Or I guess it was until 1940-something. Oh, yes. Um, so then they have, like, this really epic fight, and it's like... And then
0: he gets thrown into this, like, molten metal, which he fabricates his classic, by the comic book, sort mm-hmm. of armour and he slits through his helmet with his two fingers to make these eye holes and a little nose hole and viewpoint and stuff yeah and it's all like, he's really cool and he's, it's all made of like molten bits of tank and stuff so physically he is literally recycled objects of war which in itself I think is an artistic direction was very good.
1: Yeah, so they're having like this fight and Diana's like kind of not even slaying that much, like she's not really winning. Well,
0: she's clearly still digesting the information, I mean I would be, and the fact that she's, you know, I would be annoyed at myself as well after shouting at all those men in that room for it to turn out to be this guy who's giving you money to just go and go through a lot of things you didn't want to know or see. She's putting up a fight but it's not looking good. And then... No, yeah, a massive explosion goes off and she goes flying and she conveniently lands near Steve but she can't hear anything. She can just hear post-explosion noise which is... And he's mouthing all of this stuff but her like... I think it's us
1: that can't hear Sophie. Because she remembers it later.
0: Yes. But she didn't hear it at the time nor digest
1: it. Well, I'm sure she must have heard it because how does she remember it she didn't
0: hear it? What would you really hear or register after being thrown a great, great, great distance but, from an explosion?
1: But Sophie, if she didn't hear it, how would she remember it when she has the
0: flashback? Well, she is a goddess. But Sophie... Goddesses hear everything, right, eventually. Okay. Well, that's my rule. We're going to have to
1: agree to disagree on this one. Okay. Um so she, yeah so Steve comes and tests into her which we can't hear or she can't hear is Sophie's case maybe and then yeah and he has to go off and do something and then
0: yes the shackle and um uh Steve has run off and he's managed to infiltrate the plane which is taking off he knows what he has to do
1: and Diana is literally like stuck in the ground because like, and it's squeezing it her, like squeezing her so hard. And
0: um, Ares is giving all this lip like, ha, 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 you can't do anything. Look at all these stupid people. And she's watching the plane and the plane's going up and it keeps cutting to inside the plane. And,
1: and Steve knows what he has to do.
0: And he's fought off the man driving the plane and then he takes a grenade and he's really brave and he's thinking about... The moment, and it's very, very tense. He's just flying upwards, like practically vertically, as far away from land as possible.
1: You it say it's tense, but he was like laughing and stuff. Yeah. I guess it's tense still, but...
0: Yeah, he's, he's sort of fearful, that it goes full circle, and he's like, I'm going to be remembered as a hero. And then Wonder Woman sees the plane blow up in the air. And she's like, no! no!
1: And then that's when it clicks, and she kind of her
0: big old goddess passionate moment bam
1: and she rises from the floor like a phoenix and she's like really strong and just all this kind of passion and sadness and love it's like made her really like embrace kind of her power and who she is and like what she has to do and then she starts to like really slay the game do you know what i mean
0: and she is flicking him around like a bogey
1: Yeah, and so she's, like, fighting him and
0: stuff. And there's nothing he can do, and there's not a punch he can throw. And then how does she end him? He tries to get her to kill
1: Dr. Poison. Oh, yes. like, look, at, like, this look at this
0: woman, she did this, and she's like, whimper, whimper, I've got half a face.
1: And she's thinking about it, yeah, because he like drags her mask off and stuff, can you?
0: And then you see her not-so-horrific injuries. It well, was a nice, pretty bad. It, well, yeah, I can understand why she covered it up. Um, I thought it was also a nice nod, um, in terms of the relationship with the general. Um, after World War One, there was a uh, project called Project Facade, which was uh, reconstructing uh, bomb victim and gas victim's faces. And uh, that was mostly surgery, but hers was just merely like mannequin shells sort of, yeah. covering her face. Um, but uh, her war-torn injuries reminded me of Project Facade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she looked really weak and defeated and... Diana is holding a tank literally above her head, ready to squash her. And
1: then she's thinking about it, but then She she's realises. Like, no.
0: And then she hears what what Steve said in the
1: flashback.
0: And he's like, I have to do this and you have to do that. And I love you.
1: He's like, I can save this, but you can save the world.
0: Yeah, I could save today, and you could save the world! And that's when I started crying and crying. And Diana kind of, I think she thinks
1: to herself like, yeah, people do really bad stuff, but they actually do really good stuff too. Yes, and she
0: realises that people are equally as amazing as they are horrible. That's
1: good and bad in everyone, but it's what you choose to do. Yes. And so she thinks, I'm not going to kill this poor, sad lady. She throws the tank away. And she scurries away
0: like, I've really messed this up.
1: And maybe we'll see her in a sequel. I hope so. I really liked her. Um, But yeah, she's not dead, so fingers crossed. Um, And then, oh yeah.
0: Oh, don't they have, is it kind of like a... Harry Potter Voldemort situation, they cross streams. She, she, she did it like,
1: you know, like she accidentally. Oh, she, everyone.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. She absorbs his thunder, which, well, his lightning, which is also from Zeus, but because she's the daughter of Zeus, she does this, yeah. like, horrific combo she, of, like, her own stuff, and bam!
1: Yeah, so she gets, like, the power in her fingerless glove things, and then they, like, she does it to him, and then he's like, and she, oh, and she says something like, goodbye, brother, because you didn't even, I mean, I didn't think that there were like you know siblings until that point but then obviously they are and then so that happened
0: so then the day is saved or is it the sun is rising the smoke has cleared and then she looks around at all of these german soldiers these fit
1: soldiers like getting along and
0: yeah and just, they're all really thankful they didn't want to be a part of it and then she realizes the full extent of what she's done
1: yeah and obviously she's a bit sad but you know she, it's, it's melancholic it's kind of like bittersweet Because she has I mean, Steve saved everybody in like London and stuff, and she saved the world. Just like he said.
0: A loss was made for a great gain. Yeah. And we don't really see anything, but then it returns to this photograph.
1: No, it returns to London first and then she, she goes up and like strokes the picture of Steve, like rest in peace.
0: Oh yeah, they have a little moment and she's in this great
1: blue coat. Oh she looked gorgeous. And then
0: time goes back to where we started. Yeah, and
1: we should mention that it was in Belgium. After she stayed the village, that this but photo as a from thank the beginning. You,
0: a villager said, "Let me take your photograph," and it was all of them.
1: Yeah, and that's the photograph that she received at the beginning of the film from Bruce Wayne. And then so she, that we go back to this, and she's looking at the photograph, and she's like really happy to have it back. Obviously it's so obviously, so
0: all of that happened in the time that she gazed upon this photo.
1: Yeah. It was really nice. So she like so she sent a Bruce an email back, like, thanks for the... Thanks, thanks
0: for bringing him back to me. See you soon. Diana,
1: XOXO. And then... Yes. Yeah. And that was, like, the end.
0: It wasn't quite the end because, obviously, each of these films are setting up the Justice League. Yeah, which
1: actually comes out this year, I think.
0: Cool. So we'll
1: have to go and see that one as well.
0: And, um, yes. So she goes off and flies somewhere... But,
1: oh yeah, we forgot to mention she can fly now.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. well, we say fly, she can leap a very far distance because her legs sort of move. No, but she
1: does this sort of thing, like flying up in the air. And then sure, goes to sure, land. I'm pretty, sure she, I'm
0: pretty sure she can fly, Sophie.
1: Yeah, so obviously it had a really interesting historical element. But the thing with Wonder Woman is like, obviously now, if we have more Wonder Woman films, we can have anything that happened from like 1950 to present day which is cool because there's a lot of scope for different time periods. Obviously, I really like the 40s because I'm kind of a vintage gal, but um, it's just got some really... It was a nice time period to start on. It was really cool.
0: And topical, what with, you know... Yeah,
1: 100%. It's like, I think this is a really important superhero film and it's been a long time coming. But just the fact that this is a, a female-driven film with a female-driven team... I think it's really amazing. With a
0: female director, with a female focus,
1: it's not something you often get with like Hollywood blockbusters. So it's... I mean,
0: obviously there was a romantic subplot, but there was no—I don't know—it didn't bother me.
1: No, it didn't. It didn't me, feel like
0: it, that was the—that um, was just sort of like a side note of the whole thing. It wasn't the reason the film.
1: If you, if you think about it, though, if you like, even in well in the male-driven films, it's like. Um, Men would have like romantic subplots with women, so it's like the same kind of thing, I guess. It's yeah. just nice. Romance gives you the sort of um, emotional investment in the kind I of agree. sacrifice and story and stuff. Do you know what I mean? I agree. But um, yeah, it wasn't like I know I know what you're trying to say, but it was it was natural. It wasn't like
0: it wasn't a male lead thinking with his penis.
1: No, not at all. It didn't distract from the empowering female narrative. Oh yeah, um, this film is actually the, it has the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes of all of the DC Extended Universe films, but I really feel like this is changing the game a bit for DC, a lot of people kind of look down on it and think, oh, the DC Extended Universe just isn't as good as Marvel, but.
0: I completely disagree. I do
1: as well, I'm not really a Marvel girl myself.
0: I don't know, I just find some Marvel things, like, you know, I love the villains in Marvel. I think the villains I, are very, very strong.
1: I prefer the villains in DC, like Batman villains. Oh, Batman
0: best. villains are like... And Batman as a DC construct, I think, is amazing. But they do start to get ridiculous, like Aquaman, the Green Lantern. Um, I don't know. Yeah.
1: But anyway, Wonder Woman was really... A triumph, I think, for DC, and it's going to change what I think a lot of people think about the DC extended universe, which people have been kind of laughing at, I think. But it was really good. And should we talk about our bra ratings?
0: Well, as you
1: know, we rate films in bras, not instead stars, because
0: stars, they're just as relevant and supportive.
1: um So I really think that I would give this film. A solid four out of five bras.
0: I will second you with that four out of five. So, yes,
1: um, yeah, so it was really good. Uh, I may, maybe I'll, no, I'm gonna stick with four. Um, I do love Wonder Woman, but I
0: think, and she was amazing,
1: she was incredible. It was a great performance, great performances across the board, tens across the board, but um, I just really think it was a really strong film. But for me personally, I guess I prefer a kind of more stylized superhero film in the vein of like Batman Returns kind of era. Like I that's,
0: agree. That's the
1: that's a five star superhero film for me. Like it I was th-
0: very authentic in a way. What well, in terms of like war? Well, yeah, I mean London as London is often depicted within uh, period pieces was grey and miserable. Yeah, um, which you know is accurate.
1: Yeah, but um, yeah, it, but it was a great film, it says some amazing things and is a really important film, I think, for the world to have at the moment and I'm really glad we went to see it. Beats Pirates of the Caribbean, I feel.
0: I wanted to see Pirates of the Caribbean because I thought it would be a spectacle well that and I really like Effie from skins and I wanted to see how she did
1: well since you've been to the cinema twice this month we've actually got our free ticket so yes Odeon's got a special offer on check it out if
0: you you go to the cinema before July 11th I believe three times or two times you get the third visit free PS
1: Odeon please sponsor us I beg you
0: because City World retweeted us once and they're too far away.
1: I'd also like to give a special shout out to Bev from Odeon. Special us, shout out to Bev. Who gave us free ice cream. So we love you, you, Bev. so much, Bev. And thank you all for listening. Um, I've been Megan.
0: I've been Sophie.
1: And we'll see you again very soon for another movie recap and review.
0: Thank you for listening. Subscribe. Bye. Bye. I